The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Time for Making Your Home Great. Here's Dave and my mom, Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Thank you, Millie. Thank you, Millie. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks joins us with her daughter, Millie. Millie, I'm so glad you did that. Millie is also coming up with a... And an important, uh, you know, roofing question for you. I I don't know what she's come up with. Do you have one yet? No. Yeah. Yes or no? Okay. <laughs> well, that's fine. Um, Holly, welcome to the show. Welcome. I'm I'm a little concerned about you guys. I mean, Roofworks. I've always I've always you know I've cared about you, and I I don't want you to run out of money. Is what I do. I don't want you to be stressed. You guys are doing a couple of things that I think are, uh, you got a showroom. Holly, you don't have to have a showroom. You just need color brochures. For goodness sakes, why do you have a showroom for roofing? Well, because it's important. That's a big decision. Very expensive, and you really need to see the color selections, your style options in person. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times what they do is they'll come out and bring a board they're going to kind of push you towards one specific thing. Yeah. And here's your colors for that one specific item. But there are so many different choices on the market. I mean, you have just outside of shingles, you've got metal, slate, tile, cedar. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. And so we wanted to have everything in one place so that you can come and do some research on it, get educated before you make your final decision. And, and the showroom is beautiful. It really is. And your offices are terrific. Tell people where they are. Yes, we are right by the fairgrounds at 5413 Hillsborough Street. And it's by appointment, I assume. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can walk in. We've always got somebody there that can come help you. I mean, Not typically Monday through Friday. Weekends, it'll be appointments, yes. Yeah. Right, but we welcome everybody. If I mean, stop by because we'll help you. That's and, what we're here and for. And a shingle, if you hold it in your hands... It's a different experience than a brochure. You can actually tell the weight of it. Yeah, that's the difference is you get to pick it up and see the weight. And you'll see the difference between the different manufacturers. Just by holding it, you're going to tell which one's heavier. And it, it really will show you a lot. In general, is that the thing? The weight of the shingle well, as far equals as, the resilience. Yeah, as far as shingles go, it's the, the heavier the shingle, the longer it's going to last. So they call um, you know, everything a lifetime shingle, but there is a big difference between what's a true lifetime shingle versus, you know, use, what used to be the 30-year shingle Yeah, is really still a 30-year shingle, but a true lifetime shingle is going to be something that's you know, three to 400 pounds, like a Grand Manor a Premium, a Presidential TL, Camelot. Yeah. There's a lot of different um, upgraded versions, and that's what we would consider a true lifetime 50-year shingle and when you say a 300 pound there's a standard packet wrapped in plastic that shingle that bundle of shingles weighs 300 pounds 300 pounds per square yes and it, it what the makeup is is just depending on how much asphalt yeah. is on the, the particular shingle itself right and so when you get into 
you get a triple laminated shingle and that's what prolongs the life the lifespan of that shingle itself what do they laminate it with i i understand laminated is layers is it layers of asphalt it is wow so okay. that's and it's not going to break down as fast my uh, uh I, there was a time long before i knew about roof works so we called on a roofer it was an insurance job and the they left a bundle of shingles in my garage. That's probably a good thing. You think that's a good thing? It is a good thing. Just in case you had needed repairs, you have the same uh, batch there to match it. Yeah. So, I mean, I always say that's a good thing that at least leave one bundle behind. It's a good thing unless you have to move it. Yeah. Which for, are, I did. It's heavy. You know. That's true. All right. Well, it so, gives you a, a lot of respect for the guys. I mean, think really? about how many bundles that they're having to take up on that roof and put yeah. on the rooftop. I mean, they're having to load that roof with all of those shingles before they do the repl- the replacement. Yes. I, now, how many shingles, how many bundles you, it would be on a standard, on a 1,500 square foot oh, home? Oh, gosh. Well, a- usually, I mean, we, we calculate it by square. So if yeah. you say your standard home, I mean, just because it's 1,500 square feet doesn't mean that that's the roof area. Right. So say the roof is a 2,200 square feet. That's okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. But really, that's kind of just your average size home. I mean, you got the big, big homes that it's a lot. It's and a lot Holly, just to be just to be clear, I, I again, I don't want people thinking things that would be incorrect. You're not actually hoisting the shingles up to the roof, nor are you up there with a hammer. Myself? You. you. No, 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 I'm not. I mean, I put a roof on. You have. I've been on roofs, yes. but not... No, not at roof work. Sometimes you got to graduate <laughs> yeah. from one one thing to another. See, see, we we stumbled over your title for a while. You were VP of something. What was it? You were the uh, or you were? I know what was your original title when you joined us. So I, I guess it was ops manager. Ops manager, and then right? I've been uh, promoted to VP. Like I said, for me, a title is a title. It's and not really, I don't look at it like that because I think it's because I got in when we were so early on that right. it's not, we're all, it takes tremendous teamwork to make this company click. Yeah. And I don't think anybody is above or below anybody else. Sure. And so I just, for me, a title, I don't like it because I don't want to feel more superior than somebody else because just, we're all we're all equally important. Have you ever seen the TV show Suits? I have not. In Suits, there's a character named Donna, and they say, "Well, what do you do around here?" She says, "I'm Donna. I do everything. <laughs> I'm Donna. It's everything both a I have to title and a name. Who's who's in charge around here? Who can I talk to? Here's Holly. <laughs> She's Holly. That's her title. Uh, Holly Bowers from Roofworks joins us." Um, and later on of the show, Rhonda Benby Plummer of Help Me, Rhonda Interiors. Got a fellow from Southern Energy Management. I just caught his first name. Randy is coming in. And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, of course, be on the show on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Uh, uh, Millie, do you, have, you developed a, have you developed a question for your mom relating to shingles? No. <laughs> no, she hasn't. Have you developed a question you'd like to ask in public about, uh, I don't know, allowances? 
Would, no. Would you? Would you? Okay, never mind then. <laughs> she's she's a wonderful announcer, Millie. <laughs> Millie's in third grade. Is that correct? Yes. Good. D- don't let her fool you. She made a whole allowance list and made up her whole list of things that she was going to do and how much money she was going to make yes. for doing each oh, one. Oh, my chores. Yeah. So if she Did, gets, if she really sticks with it, she'll be in good shape. They really weren't that's realistic, up to her. were they? They weren't realistic. Actually, Millie they said, were pretty realistic. Really? Yep, they were. They, she did a good job on it. <laughs> good for her. Good for her. Okay, so Holly, the other reason that I'm concerned about you is that you guys will go do small jobs. We will. And, and, and you'll go to East, you know, East uh, Bejesus. He'll go, you'll go far for a little job. Like cleaning out gutters. Well, far enough. I mean, if it doesn't economically make sense for us or the customer, we're not. But, I mean, if it's in our service area, we certainly will. There's a lot of people that get turned away because I think other companies are looking at this big check. They want to, you know, push you to get your roof replaced because they're getting a big payout for it. And for us, we know that this is a long-term thing. I mean, roofs, we want you to get the most out of your existing roof and if right. we know that we can get five more years out of it then we're going to go out there and help you with that maintenance until it, it's time for replacement because we care more about that than we do just turning a quick dollar we're right. we're here to help you and make a long-term relationship I, I am always looking forward to getting a little bit more out of the existing roof or mm-hmm. existing whatever how could you do that i mean you you'd repair a, a torn shingle but is there any maintenance you can do to the rest or any yeah, inspection you do to the rest? Yeah, like and that's what? that's what we will do. We'll come out there and we'll do a full inspection and we'll do an assessment. We're going to let you know how much life that you have left on that roof right. and all of the areas that are going to either be tr- trouble down the road or yeah. they're actual trouble right now. And we're going to get you to a point that where we can do the upfit on it and get everything up to par and then from that point continue to take care of it until... Right. It's time for a new replacement in hopes that you're going to want to use us because we've built that really trusting relationship because we're not trying to sell you something that you don't need right now. That's Holly Bowers from RoofWorks on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF with Holly Bowers from RoofWorks on Making Your Home Great. I'm Dave Alexander. Coming up, we've got... Randy Linhart from Southern Energy Management and Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and some guy named Brock <laughs> on our show. And he's got Sorry. some experience with roofing. He always comes up with good roofing questions for you. But you actually have had construction experience. Yeah, I mean, I I did have quite a bit of it before I got into RoofWorks. Yeah. And so that's really set me up with a lot in in real estate background yeah and so when i came in with those guys i just was i knew that i could help them grow the company yeah just coming from running the books and just everything it was it was really good timing it worked out for all of us i think good so tell me about uh some projects that roofworks is in involved in or has been involved in too that's i mean across the spectrum i don't you're busy yeah we're so busy that's why i said we have we've got a lot of work coming in from all different angles and that's where we're so unique because we're doing 
commercial, multifamily, residential, and yeah. uh, coatings. We've got special, a ton of specialty work out there with copper and slate and tile and people high-end are, shingles. I'm finding it hard to believe people really are using copper for their flashing. That, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great, great, great product. It's one of the best. So if you can afford it, sure, absolutely recommend it. And you it, it typically... That copper is not treated to stay look that shiny brand new penny look. No, it's going to patina, but when it patinas, that's what makes it look the coolest, I think. Yeah. When it's aged, that's that's just what it is. And and some people, I'm not sure it's popular or common, some people are using copper for the gutters. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if you're, if you're going to do copper valleys, copper flashing, yeah. um, putting copper gutters on, you want to do that because that way everything flows. And when you're mixing metals, like if you've got a different, uh, say you've got a copper valley and then yeah. you've got an aluminum gutter, oh, you those metals aren't good to touch each other. And so they start causing problems. So oh, yeah. it has a chemical reaction. Yeah. So if, really? if you're doing... Copper valleys, you want to put copper gutters on because you just need everything to... Copper downspots. It just needs to work that way. Copper yeah. downspots. Yes, sir. Oh, my word. And you wouldn't think that, but yes, there is. you do get a chemical reaction when you're... Um, like, if you put aluminum uh, downspots on with copper gutters, yeah, it's not... Yeah, it it's going to cause Well, problems. I wouldn't do it for, for visual, but in the, the side thing, I wonder... How many places you can go ahead and get copper downspouts and 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 copper, uh, um, just copper in general on the roof? Yeah, I mean, we the cool thing with us is we can fabricate all of that in our shop. Yeah. and JJ's awesome, uh, John Strickland's awesome, and so that's what makes us even more unique. Is now we get that sheet metal shop, so we can get all like they've they've done so many cool things from. Chimney caps yeah. to domes, uh, bay windows. There's, we can just do it all. No, I need to go to what Wilmington to the copper shop, right? No, no. Where's the copper shop? Right at right on Hillsborough Street. It's right oh, at our it. building. Yes, right there. Yep. So the people who are fabricating all day. Yep. Are JJ's there, there all day doing that with the people who are trying to get people to sign in on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like you're spread out. And you got people all over the place. You can talk to people. Yeah, about I mean we've got process. we can, and that's and we can bring them in and we do mock ups for them. And we really, really highly recommend that, especially when you're going with a high end product. Yeah. We want to do a mock up for you. We, we we need to bring you in there and show you all your different options. You need to see it before you you spend that kind of money and sure. sign off because. That stuff is very intricate and it's very detailed. And one, you need to make sure that the company that's putting it on knows what they're doing. And secondly, you just need to make sure that you're going to actually like it and you need to see it before you. Can you tell me about the last copper job or the last, you know, high end? job you folks have I'm done? I'm trying to think Because it's funny, you you do so many. We do. And that's, and as far as that side of it, I mean, I'm trying to think when is the last one. I know I. No, John was working on like a whole house 
with copper with the metal roof, but we're always doing copper accents. Nobody did a copper roof. Um, yeah, they did it on a big portion. I feel like it was the whole house, but oh, he's, he's probably going to know a little bit more about that than I will. I I, I like that just idea. from the production side. I like that, but in my neighborhood, there'd be knuckleheads with the screwdrivers on my roof trying to take it away yeah, the next that's day. That's the thing. You got to yeah, be careful they don't come steal that. <laughs> that's hey, that's a hot commodity. That's that happens that's, a lot. That's neat. Okay. So for the rest of us, we we have some damage to the roof. Knuckleheads come by, they knock on the door and they say, "You know, we I would like to do this work. You know, we see see you have a problem and we'd like to do this work." We like to take the whole thing. In fact, we I think the whole thing is damaged and we should replace the whole thing. And let's turn it into your insurance. And and that sometimes is not the best process. Should it start with a guy knocking on the door? I mean, I... Come on, say it. I think that if that happens, you need to call your insurance company and get your get your adjuster out there. You don't need to let any random person get on your roof yeah. just because they show up at your doorstep. What if somebody That's, says, listen, I was doing the neighbor's roof three uh, houses down, and I have some extra shingles. Is that a common? It's a common occurrence, I'll tell you. But, Holly, is that the way you ought to buy roofing repairs? No, I mean, that's... I just... We have a very different culture at our company, so that's not our thing. Yeah. I, We don't believe that you should force anybody into contracts or anything like that. We're not going to get out and maliciously get on people's roof and create damage for us to try to to put it through an insurance claim not to say everything happens like that but there's just a lot of stuff going on in our industry right now so if you do get someone that's concerned about you having damage that you absolutely need to call your insurance company right have your adjuster come out. They're going to have the adjuster come on site and the adjuster and insurance company will determine whether or not it's damaged Right. And from that point, you need to work directly with your insurance company. They're going to tell you which roofing company to use and give you recommendations from that side. If you do have damage, we can absolutely work with you. Right. But we're not going to be pushing every single roof that we do as an insurance claim because when, that's when, not the case. It's when, not. There are many aged roofs around the area. And yeah. when it's time for a new roof, it's time for a new roof. Right. You shouldn't. Go file a claim just because you need a roof because it's aged out. No, no, no. That's, you do that because the neighbor got a roof. Right. That's that's, that's where it's <laughs> things are really gray right now. Yeah, I, I you know, I I want or people to wait know. until we have a storm for you to file a claim. Right. Because now it seems like our, yeah. our industry now is essentially let's just wait and we'll file a claim. Well, guess what? Everybody in America's paying for that because yeah. Our homeowners insurance just went up twenty percent across the board, whether oh, you filed a claim or not. Did we're paying it back? Everybody knows that, and that's it's not the way it is. If you if you own a ho and own a home and you take the responsibility into ownership, yeah, you're going to have to do things like repair and maintenance, which means upkeep the roof, mm-hmm. upkeep the siding, upkeep the painting, the insulation, the crawl space. Those are yep. things that you have. A responsibility for as being an owner. So you need to make sure that you're being responsible and fair with that. And very good. Don't be turning everything into insurance as a claim because that's not the way that this is supposed to work. That's good. Okay. 
Holly Bowers from RoofWorks is here. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some other factors, including things that you guys do that don't begin with the word roof. Yeah. That's up next in uh, Making Your Home Great on WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. I was anticipating a long and luxurious hour, you know, or half hour with Holly Bowers from RoofWorks. But she's leaving. I know. We have our Christmas party at the office, so I'm very excited to get there. And I can't be late because boss man said, you better yeah, be, be, be on time. I, told, I promised him that I would be there. All right. So, and, and, and bring Millie this is, crazy child with Millie me. is so happy. <laughs> Millie. Did someone hand you a caffeinated soda? No, she's nodding her head. Nodding her head for radio. All right, guys, you are excused. Enjoy your party. Um, what is the uh, what is the special that's running this year? This is the balance of the year, Millie, at RoofWorks. Remember, if you sign for a full roof replacement with RoofWorks before December thirty first, it's five percent off. That's great. Millie, that's terrific. It's wonderful having you here. Let me just ask you, on a $1,000 bill, what would 5% off be? No, oh, I'm kidding. You're, th- you're in third grade. $5. You're in third. $5. $995. Okay, that, that's a good discount. All right, thank you, Millie. You two are excused. Thank you. We've All got- right, you guys have a good All right, well, Christmas. I've, I probably won't see you. Am I going to see you before Christmas? I don't know. All right. I never know. Well, enjoy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, both of you. All right, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant right. Barrier, or as we refer to him, the late Brock Emmons. No, <laughs> the late. He's on time, but he just scheduled himself to be here. And Randy Linhart from Southern Energy Management, Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors, they'll be here on the balance of the show. So, Brock, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Yeah? Excited to be here with you guys today. The weather is nice. You've been outside lately? Oh, my word. Oh, it was very it's nice. A beautiful day. Hope everybody enjoys it. Brings their AM radio and just, you know, tools around w- with us. Um, so, Brock, the uh, Radiant Barrier business or the, uh, or the encapsulation of crawl space business, which one is busy now? Right now it's insulation. Really? Yeah, most most people are, are concerned with the, the cold temperatures that are coming. They're starting to get flashbacks of last year's winter bills yeah. and how much they had to spe- uh, spend on, on heating. Right. And they're trying to take steps to, to try to eliminate that moving into this winter, try to get their utility costs down, and make it more comfortable. I mean, we all know what it's like when it's cold outside and your, your heater's just not able to keep up. It's just freezing yeah. on the inside of the house. So yeah. it's a good time to have it done. And we talk about radiant barrier, but that's not, that's only one slice of what you offer. Oh, yeah. That's one tiny piece. And and you guys will, for instance, blow in insulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, cellulose, uh, fiberglass, attic cat, rock wool. We do batted insulation. Uh, we that's do the regular rolled stuff. Rolled stuff, right? right? Rollout insulation. We do open and closed cell spray foam. About thirty-five different types of radiant barriers. The thing that when when I got into the industry about twenty years ago, you know, I started as an installer. 
I worked yeah. for the man, right. you know, a really large installation company at the time and yeah. learned how to install a bunch of different type of products. One of the first things I learned was, you know, there's different installations that, that go in different places and different installations that do very different things yes. from other types. So I realized early on that, you know, if you want to be successful in this industry and you don't just want to be installing it, you've got to learn everything. Yeah. So years and years and years of selling insulation and learning where it goes and how it should be done, uh, different types, right? the pros, the cons, the upgrades, the downgrades. There's a lot that goes with it. It's not just knowing the code. It's also knowing what's best. Yeah. Because, you know, honestly, there are people who concentrate on just the code and that's it. They don't care. Most builders, that's that's their <coughs> focus. Um, and that's not an insult to builders. No. I work with a lot of builders. But if you are building a house, if, if that's your company, yeah. and you have a rule book in front of you that says the roof has to be you know, this steep, the insulation has to be this thick, in order to make thicker insulation in your walls, you can't frame them out with two-by-fours. Okay. you got to frame them out with two-by-sixes. Oh, uh, yeah. So now there's an inherent wood cost that goes with that. Right. And when you're a builder, you're trying to build these homes, make them efficient, make them nice, sell them, make a profit, and then move on to the next one. Yeah. So builders are focused primarily on what is minimum code. Unless they mm-hmm. have a homeowner that requests upgrades during construction. Yeah. So... For example, um, I work with a, a, a very nice builder. He takes a lot of pride in what he does, but he gives his homeowners options, you know, not just flooring options, yeah. but insulation options. Yeah. Do you want spray foam? Do you want batted insulation only? Do you want batted insulation and radiant barrier? What type of package are you looking for? And they give their homeowners the opportunity up front to take a look at different choices and you know what? One of those choices might make a better impact for their family. It might only be a fraction more than the cheapest option. But if you're living there for 10 or 15 years, I mean, it's a it's a huge impact when it comes to how much money it can save you. And you talk about <clears throat> the fact that it would need to be that the, 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 the inherent cost of extra lumber, you know, to, to put on the roof. That would be expensive going in. Very. But, you know, it's not all that expensive when you're retrofitting. You can still increase the size. Don't you just fur it out with another piece of wood? You can, uh, but it's no longer the cost of the the wood, the furring strips. You're having to purchase all the furring strips, but now pay additional labor to somebody to fur them all out. Okay. So, you know, for example, spray foam. Yeah. Uh, for 20 years here in North Carolina, code for spray foam was five and a half inches of depth. That's about okay. an R20. Now, the R value of spray foam is a little misleading because spray foam air seals the space. Yeah. So although it might be an R20 insulation, the impact it makes on your home is closer to like an R50. Okay? That's a very big difference. Very big difference. Big okay. difference. So when they changed the code about a year ago, about, well, about a year and a half ago, they said, well, no, we're, we now want 8.1 inches of depth, which is R30. 
Okay. Now, here's a problem. If you're converting your attic into living space, if you've got a huge attic up there and you're like, yes, yeah, I'm converting this, we're turning it all, but they framed in your roof with two by eights. Yeah. That's two by seven and a half if you put a tape measure on it. So now you have to fur out all the rafters in your entire attic to yeah. do spray foam. Yeah. Now, look, our, our 30 in North Carolina is a little overkill. Okay, that's what you typically run into in Wisconsin, Jersey, yeah. New York, upper upstate New York. Yeah. Okay, down in North Carolina, our 30 is super overkill for spray foam, but that is the new code. So mm. it is very important to know all different types of insulation, how to build the house, how you want it insulated yeah. before you move forward. You might not, you as a contractor, might not tell the customer, hey, yeah, you got to fur everything out. You're going to try to come up with another option. I, uh, you know, one of the things I love about my job is is I don't actually have to sell anything to anyone. Yeah. I've been doing this long enough. I found it's a lot easier just to educate people. Yeah. So I go in there and I just explain, these are your options. This is what you can do. If you do that, this, this, and this will happen. If you don't do that, this, this, and this will happen. Mm-hmm. I just arm my customers with information. And as long as it's accurate, which it is, I don't give my, yeah, my, my homeowners uh, inaccurate information. As long as it's accurate, the homeowner's smart enough to make their own decision. Right. They just need to be well informed. That's all it boils down to. Yeah. And and they choose between a range of options. Oh yeah. Okay. Just like your flooring company, you got ten oh, different yeah. types of flooring, a bunch of different colors. We've got ten, fifteen different types of insulations. I would assume there'd be just three kinds. <laughs> and I'm being do. generous. Yeah. Most people this do. Is, the the ignorance that I have about your business is such that I would think, well, you got three things. You you got this stuff that's shiny that you put up, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this radiant barrier. You said you've got options even in the radiant barrier section. Oh yes, there's certain products that are designed to be in direct contact with metal. So if you have a metal tool shed, a, yeah. you know, an outhouse, a barn, something like that that you want well insulated, right. We have different products that are that are uh, that work for that, right? It also comes down to how the type of insulation works. Unfortunately, we had a, a a customer last week. He has a detached barn, very nice barn, um, wood frame. Okay. And he said it gets freezing cold out there in the winter. Of course he does. So I want to warm it up. So I want you to come in here and put in as much rollout batted insulation in the rafters as possible. Okay. Yeah. I had to explain to him there's no heater in this space. <laughs> okay. So the only way to make it warmer is to prevent the cold air from getting in. And unfortunately, batted insulation is not designed to do that. Batted insulation is designed to retain and block heat. Yeah. So if you put a heater in that space, it will help retain that heat. Okay. But it's not going to block the cold air from getting in. What so blocks the cold air? Spray foam is the only insulation in the world that is designed to block cold air airflow. Okay. I wish it was another one. You know, even radiant barriers. Radiant barriers are designed to block radiant heat. Okay, so it's designed to block heat. Okay. If you're trying to keep cold out, it is foam and foam only. You can do foam board. You can do spray foam. You can do crack and joint foam. 
It's going to cost you a lot of money to do that, but you can do it. What's cranking joint foam? It's what you sounds do around like your, door, your doors like and something windows. something to be, be arrested for. I had a customer uh, about mm. two years ago that when we went out to look at his crawl space, he, yeah. he was a do-it-yourselfer. Oh, yeah. And to insulate the back of his door, he spray foam sealed the back of his door, but he used crack and joint foam, which is the same type of foam you seal up around doors and windows. Yeah. So okay. he went through probably nine cans of foam <laughs> to seal up the back of his door. But, yeah. hey, it can be done. It's out there. You know. You what, was he, what was he sealing up? Was it the area around the door? No, he did a pretty good job with that. The door itself was wood slat. Yeah. So instead of him just replacing the door with a you know a, a solid door, he <laughs> he just sealed up the whole back of it with spray foam. It's about two inches deep. And he used a razor blade and trimmed around it. He actually did a pretty <laughs> decent job. But I got a kick out of it, and he said, "Well, the spray foam companies are going to charge me seven hundred dollars, and I just went down and bought eight or nine of these." foam cans and did it myself and i <laughs> shook his hand i said good job good it works good for job. now <laughs> yes it doesn't okay i didn't even want to think about what that looks like it, right. it wasn't pretty it was but it okay. worked all right brock hammonds of triangle radiant barrier here with us uh coming up ronda benvy plumber of help me ronda interiors and randy linard from southern energy management then I, I think this is a solar company southern energy management it's going to be fun to have him on the show. Talk about things. That's coming up on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Uh, we are on the radio with Brock Hammonds of Triangle Radiant Barrier. I'm Dave Alexander. And there's something to do with the government helping us out. What? That doesn't I'm, sound right. I'm dubious on the whole concept. But I don't believe it. The Inflation Reduction Act. Oh yeah, has a has an option has an opportunity for those of us who are homeowners to benefit. How is that? Well, so somebody who has a job that pays them a lot more than mine mm. uh, decided that the United States was using too much energy. So they enacted at the beginning of 2023 something referred to as the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> I'm sure there's an acronym for it. But, yes. Um, there is. We can't say it on the radio. What they determined was they were willing to pay everybody in the nation yeah. uh, money back if they took steps to drop their utility usage. Oh. Now that falls in line with solar. Yeah. Falls in line with new HVAC. So for the listeners out there that had to replace your air conditioning system this year, yes. you are going to be getting a federal tax credit. Do okay. not forget to include that when you do your tax return. Doors and windows and the cheapest of all of those options, insulation. Yeah. So... If you insulate your house by the end of 2023, so what is that, three weeks from now? Three, okay. four weeks from now? Uh, then you will get 30% of what you spent to have your house insulated back on the tax credit for 2024. So if it costs you $3,000 to insulate sure. your home, you're getting a $900 tax credit. Yeah. Now that is added to your tax return okay. so that is a full credit sure. to your tax return taken off your tax bill now look 30 percent to me is a 
pretty good sized discount sure. as far as I'm concerned. I, if you guys were out there, the listeners are out there thinking about trying to warm up the home this winter, yeah. start saving on your utility bills, now is the time. I mean, take advantage of it while you can. Try to get some of that money back in your own pocket. I'm going to go out and buy nine cans of that foam. <laughs> I'm just going to do the garage doors. I'm just going to do the... That's going to look ugly, but only from the inside. I had a customer once ask me how many how many cans of foam would it take to do his roof deck, and I was like, man, yeah, the, no. the amount of money you'd spend on that, the small Honda Civic, is <laughs> is how many cans you'd have to buy to do that. You might as well use the big equipment; it's a little bit cheaper. And and yet, foam is sort of pricey, and it is in fact something that. You know, a do-it-yourselfer can't do because you have to have these two chemicals that mix at the same time. Yeah. And once you start, you can't stop. Yep. Don't break for lunch. You're 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 learning. You're picking this stuff up you pretty gotta, well, Dave. You gotta go. You gotta get this thing done. So they make small. Uh, so there's a uh, distribution company here in the area called IDI. Yeah. IDI Distributions. Um, they sell. Uh, Little spray foam kits okay. called froth packs, <laughs> F-R-O-T-H, froth, like yeah. frost, but T-H, froth yeah. packs. Froth packs. Um, they will give you, or at least what it claims on the container, mm-hmm. is it will give you two inches of closed cell foam yeah. and will do up to 285 square feet. Okay. Now, we have purchased many of these froth packs over the years, and I can tell you they will give you two inches at about 110 square feet, yeah. not the 250, 280 they claim. However, that kit was $400, wow. which is a lot more expensive than it would be to use the larger equipment, which is what we use. The downside with the larger equipment is, yes, you're correct. It's two large containers. You mix the chemicals together. And then you have to spray the entire container. Because if you do not, it hardens and you end up having to throw all that material away. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely not a do-it-yourself type job unless you have a very expensive mask, not these little N95 masks everybody's no. wearing around, a real mask uh, with reloadable cartridges. You need a full head-to-toe Tyvek suit. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, there's skill involved. If you see the guys that do spray foam, get online and look at the videos, yes. their wrists move a lot like guys that custom paint jobs on cars. Yeah, if you've yeah. ever seen a yeah. really good custom paint they job, it back and forth. that's right, back and forth. So there's some <clears throat> skill involved to it. <clears throat> and then you're going from one area to another and you're spraying the whole time? Or do you have to. You got an off switch on this. You thing. got an off switch on the handle. Mm-hmm. You just let let go of the handle and it stops spraying. You move to the next cavity and you start filling in the next cavity. But you know it expands very quickly when you first spray it. It's as thin as a few sheets of paper. Yeah. And then the whole cavity swells up with four to five inches of of spray foam. Yeah. So there's trigger sensitivity in the gun. You don't want to spray too much. You don't want to spray too little. Yeah. So there's there's an acquired skill to it. Most of the guys who spray foam have been doing it for years, yeah. years and years and years. Yeah, because people get ticked off on the first job. That's right. They do it poorly, and then they say, well, I, this is not something I want to do. And if you're building a house and that, uh, that slows down production, that oh, makes yeah, a yeah. lot of contractors mad. No, you, you've got to be good or you're not going to sell any jobs. Oh, boy. Okay. 
So let's talk about the things that we can conceptualize as, I don't know, not easy, but... Easy enough to do on your own? Yeah, you could figure. I recommend to the listeners, get you an attic stair cover. Okay, if if you have, let's say you have a traditional one or a two story home, yeah, and the pull down ladder to get into your attic is there in the hallway. That's yes. what's most common. Mm-hmm. If your thermostat is within five or ten feet mm-hmm. of that pull down ladder, trust me when I tell you, get one of these door covers installed. It is going to drop your usage. It's going to make that hallway a lot cooler. A lot warmer in the winter, right? And it's going to make it a little bit more comfortable. If the attic access is not near the thermostat, couldn't it still? Wouldn't it still help me with the insulation? Oh yeah, I have actually. I have a customer that had their, their pull down attic access was in the guest bedroom upstairs. Yeah, yeah. I said this bedroom's always hot. We put in a door cover and fix the problem. It's a big uninsulated hole in the ceiling. Is what it is. You can try to wedge some insulation and fiberglass behind the stairs. That doesn't work. So put in a zipper door cover. They sell them down at the big box stores. Is is that what you do? Uh, You zip it open. Yeah, you go up. They make them the size of the frame of your ladder. Most pull-down ladders are are spec, so they're the same width and the same length in most cases. Yeah. you, You put them in, you staple it to the inside of the frame, and that's it. Now, when you pull down your ladder, you go up, you unzip it like a flap, crawl right. into the attic. We got to take a break. We're back in just a moment. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. All right, this is Making Your Home Great on WPTF. We were, well, it's all my fault. We were, um, unfortunately, um, unable to continue a conversation that we had started. Brock was explaining something, and Brock, I'm going to (laughs) admit... I have no idea what you're explaining. <laughs> I, I forgot. We had too many conversations during the break. Yeah, I just I, I just forgot. Anyway, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is going to follow up on that conversation. If he can remember what it is, Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda in Tears is here. Rhonda, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How about you, Dave? Good, good, good. Good. Randy Linhart from Southern Energy Management. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. As soon as you're you're very welcome and, and comfortable here, I'll I'll start asking you goofy questions. Looking forward to it. All right. So I, I just wanted to ask Brock. Do you remember? Well, we were. I mean, we were talking about a few things uh, before the break. Yeah. Uh, one of them was was new construction insulation and and that kind of stuff. But we were talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. Yes. Um, I don't know. We talk about so many topics on this show. That's it kind all of, right. It blurs together. It, 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 all, it all does. When somebody thinks of it, they'll call in. Talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. Remember how we said that uh, that also impacts solar? Yes. Well, what do you think Southern Energy Management is? They do solar. They're solar. We got a solar company on the show Randy, today. Randy, talk to me about about this. It, it, it's not something we need to hurry to the end of the year to get this installed. 
No, sir, not necessarily. Well, our, our recommendation, though, is the sure. sooner you install solar, the sooner you're going to start saving money. So yeah. it's uh, always a good time to be thinking about it. Um, but tying into the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, yeah, we were really excited whenever the administration put in there uh, that solar uh, federal tax credit was going to be extended for about nine years. Um, so it's going to be around for a while. For and, solar. Uh, nice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. And there's other sort of factors in there associated with new um, savings that can be recognized. Things like if the equipment is manufactured by a U.S. manufacturer, um, as opposed to using overseas stuff, um, you can save a little bit more. Um, So manufacturers are catching up with their supply lines to get stuff made in the U.S., um, but we're hopeful to be offering even more savings. And there there are U.S. options now? Uh, yeah, certainly. The The solar module that we're installing at the moment technically is assembled um, Dalton, Georgia, um, but they're trying to drill down even further into sort of the full supply chain and where the manufacturing is coming from, um, because it is a global industry um, in terms right. of that manufacturing, but we're, trying to put more of an emphasis on U.S. So, Randy, how does this work? I mean, I I, I know just enough to get myself in trouble here. <laughs> solar panels do not produce alternating current. That is correct. The, so, the alternating current for everybody, that's what's in your wall. Mm-hmm. And the solar panel produces direct current. Exactly. Which yep. comes like it comes out of a battery. Mm-hmm. So tell mm-hmm. me what happens. Yeah. So sunlight starting way up there yes, in the sky yeah. <laughs> um, comes down, hits those solar cells um, within the module, within the panel. Um, that generates direct current. Um, So that direct current then flows downstream and it has to be inverted into alternating current to be used in the home. So another important component within the system is what's called the inverter. Um, So there's different solutions. Um, There's micro inverters where it's a little inverter on the back of each individual panel, or there's string inverters where it's a more centralized piece of equipment that takes all of the DC current and inverts it into AC. Um, But it it does a little bit more than that. We, We actually call it sort of the brains of the operation. It's functionally speaking, kind of like the computer manager of the system. So historically, you know, it, it, its job is and it, well, well was and still is the inversion of techno or inversion of the DC to AC. But it's just become more elaborate in terms of how it's listening to the panels, where it's routing the power, where it needs to go, things like that. Do I get a panel on the side of my living room telling me all the sunlight that's producing the money? That I don't have to pay to Duke Power? Even better than that. You can just pull out your phone and look at an app there. Really? Um, yeah. So they've gone so smart that it's broadcasting that um, into your router and then it's populating into a, an app on your phone. Or so for the, the dumb person that doesn't know anything about electricity and how it works, right? Um, which would be me. Um, does the solar energy get stored or is it just it, while you got sun, you got it and that's it? How does that work? That's a very smart question. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so it depends on what type of system you have. Mm -hmm. Um, Historically, the majority of the systems wouldn't have had a a battery storage um, element tied into that uh, system. Batteries are becoming more and more common. And what a battery is used for is is storing that power. Um, So as that solar array is generating the electricity, it'll flow downstream through your inverter into your home to power what needs powering. But if you have a battery that has been discharged, it recharges that battery. If you don't have a battery, though, it is all just instant flow of electricity. So it's being generated out on the roof, comes down into your house, meets your instantaneous needs, and then it gets pumped out to the utility grid. Now, that battery, how... uh, 
how much or how long will it hold a charge? And I only ask this because we also know a lot about whole house generators. Mm-hmm. And when the power is knocked mm-hmm. out, being able to utilize a generator to get the mm-hmm. power back on, do they make any batteries that are large enough that it can produce enough power with your solar system that if you lose power for a day, for example, mm-hmm. you can still run certain elements of your home? You're talking my language. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's that's a, a new part of our industry that we're really, that's really awesome. excited really? about. Really? See, that checks um, two boxes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you're not only saving money, you're also protected from a grid outage. Um, so there's a lot of different battery solutions out on the market. At the moment, we're using the Tesla Powerwall system a lot. Powerwall is just a name for a battery. Um, you didn't just say Tesla. I did indeed. Yes, sir. Tesla. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So they're, they're, the they're an daddies, energy right? company when mm-hmm. you get down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a big battery in that car. Sure. Move yeah. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they're, they're leading the industry when it comes to battery right now. Yeah. So another question I think I've had before about solar is like, does it have to be sunny? Or does it? <laughs> can it be a cloudy day and it's generating energy? Yeah, uh, another great question. Uh-huh. So um, certainly you're going to make the most power on a sunny day. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting about a cloudy day is... Well, we're usually not outside looking up at the sky for the whole day on a cloudy day. Right. On a cloudy day, those clouds get thin Move. and thick yep. and, you know, it's going through the atmosphere. So even on a cloudy day, the system will generate some power. Right. Now, it's significantly less than what you would generate on a sunny day. Right. But, you know, it's still a little bit of power to recharge that battery if it's an outage. Something That's why like there's that. not a lot of solar in Maine, but there's a lot of solar in Nevada. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. There's Colorado. A s- Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Randy Leonard is here from Southern Energy Management. Got a question for him or for Rhonda. Our number is 919-860-9783. Theoretically, you could ask a question of Brock, but we've just determined that we're not sure that Brock's going to remember it from moment to moment. (laughs) Because neither Brock nor I can remember what we were talking about at the end of the show last hour. But that's all right. Uh, Brock Edmonds of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. Rhonda, he's doing a job for you. He is. He did an awesome job. He finished. What's he doing? All good. Uh, so I have a job where um, a client had a completely unfinished space, like huge sure. unfinished Very. space. Yep. Um, and so I'm doing that job for her, and we hired Brock to do the installation. Oh, That's- man, this is a nice space. She she designed it really really well. It's mm-hmm. gonna it's even my installers, my crew that was out there. That yeah. we do a lot of new construction, insulation, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they don't normally comment about it when the job is over. And and the crew lead called and they were like, "This is gonna be a really nice space when they're done with it." You know, we only get to see it in framing, right? Because yeah. we come in and put in sure. the insulation. We never get to see the finished result after the drywall and the flooring and the. Yeah. ceiling fans and everything go in yes uh, but I, I think this is a beautiful property her her client was just an absolute sweetheart yes she is uh and it turned out pretty nice yeah, okay it's gonna be nice i'll make sure i uh, give you pictures i so hope you, you can do see it. i'd love to see <laughs> it sounds good see see this is a, it's it's neat if you want to be successful randy um i will tell you you need to get on brock's cell phone because <laughs> for some reason he is mr network Awesome. He is Mr. Network, but it's good that we see repopulation, you know, communication between you and Brock. Yes. Because this demonstrates you trust him. That's right. You do. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. You understand, if I have a homeowner that says, "I I need interior design, 
I can confidently pass them over to Rhonda and know that Rhonda is going to treat them like family and Rhonda is not going to make me look bad. The <laughs> yeah. same goes. Same. That's why she that's called why. us to come do the installation. It need to be done quickly and we want it done right the first time. We want to look good doing it. All right. We're back in just a moment. This is Making Your Home Great on WPTF. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. We have. We have a High Park gift certificate to give away to anyone with a question for anybody on the show. 919-860-9783. You could theoretically ask me a question, but I don't know nothing. <laughs> Brock Hemmings of Triangle Radiant Barrier knows a lot. Eh. So does Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. You do? I do. I always, I always say I know a little bit about a lot. Yeah, just yeah. enough to be dangerous. You have to be in your business. Right. Know a lot. We're going to talk and dig into what you do. Also, Randy Linhart of Southern Energy Management. Hello. And how how long you've been working for them? So I've been with Southern Energy Management for six years. Um, the company is older, uh, over twenty years in the industry, so a lot of expertise in that house for sure. Twenty years in solar panels. Yeah. I mean, they must have been at the infancy. Yeah, yeah. The, the industry has evolved over the years for sure. Um, earlier in our history, we were doing more sort of thermal work, so using sunlight to heat up water. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. That's, yeah. I, I think that's gone away, Yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. They were elaborate systems. Putting your hot water heater on your roof um, oh, is kind Marcy. of a, a difficult situation. <laughs> Incredibly efficient, yeah. um, but what oh, we sure. figured out is putting a solar module, solar panel up on the roof that just generates electricity to use to heat your water in your house yeah. is a little bit more straightforward. <laughs> it's still a it's, it's still a delicate install, and, and, and yeah, we've got a lot of expertise to pass along, but... Um, yeah, yeah. The 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 solar photovoltaics PV is is kind of the name of of the majority of the solar work that we're doing. So wow. for anybody wanting to, or they're thinking about solar or whatever, um, is it better to more cost efficient or better to do it at the construction stage versus a house that's already existing? So the majority of the work that we do is on existing homes, Mm -hmm. Um, so residential um, existing homes. Um, But our company, uh, because of the way that we're set up with our different business channels, we actually have a lot of relationships with with different builders in the area throughout North Mm -hmm. Carolina. And so our new construction businesses is growing a lot. Um, It's something that we're very, very excited about. Um, From a sort of a efficiency of timing, there's certainly a benefit incorporating mm-hmm. that into new construction. Mm-hmm. Getting out there whenever your walls are open also means that that wiring that has to be routed from the solar panels on your roof down to your home's main breaker panel sure. can be put in the walls as opposed to running along the exterior of your house somewhere under an eaves or running through your attic, something like that. Right. It's interesting okay. to try to incorporate it during construction. Um, that would take a, a pretty innovative builder and a lot of these builders today, as we had talked before, are worried about minimum code. Yeah. Mm. The innovative builders sure. are trying to be different. Mm. They want to be able to offer options that other builders cannot offer. And the ones that can offer solar packages during mm-hmm. construction or higher-grade insulation mm-hmm. or rounded doorways and walkways. Exactly. The yeah. stuff to customize the house during mm. construction. That's very interesting. I, I really like listening about builders that will go that extra mile to offer mm-hmm. that to their homeowners. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people really want it. And a so, lot of builders are getting green certified. Mm-hmm. You know, So that obviously would be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a question for me as a designer is the panels themselves, 
are not attractive, <laughs> right? Is Are they uh, coming up with, like, different types of panels to blend in more mm. with different types of roofs? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, it's a subjective opinion, yeah. <laughs> ultimately. Um, you think they look wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, yes, I yeah. guess is the short answer to your question. And it's, it's, it's a fair commentary. Plenty of mm. people share that opinion. Right, right. Um, so, aesthetically, the solar panels themselves have come a long way in just mm. what they look like. Now, they look kind of like a black flat screen TV. Yeah. And so, that looks awesome. a lot better than those bluish, silvery, right. where you could see all the grid lines in between all of the individual mm, cells. Right. A lot of what people conceive a solar panel looks like in their mind actually yeah. isn't what it will look like on their roof right. um, because it is just a, a black rectangle and cool. you see darker roofs are are mm-hmm. kind of more popular these days exactly. a charcoal sort of shingle um, it blends in really well with that cool. um, but there are new technologies as well coming along where it's embedding the solar production into the shingles themselves certainty oh. yeah certainty has a new shingle that's a solar shingle now shut up really? now price yeah. comparatively speaking it's it's not even in the same ballpark right. as no. as the panels that these guys install right but it does it does make it look like it has a shingle look to wow. it right but it's also kind of new to the industry. Very and neat. one of the things we know about panels, we're 20, 30 years in. Exactly. So what we have today has been mm-hmm. evolving. Yeah. This is a new product. So it could come out of the gates and work phenomenally. But sure. h- how often does that happen? There's normally going to be little bugs you got to work out mm-hmm. first decade or so. Yeah. Right. Rhonda Benvy Plumber, help me, Rhonda Interiors. What kind of projects are you doing lately? Ooh, it's just everywhere. So remodels. Yeah, I'm big right now. Um, you do it. Tell me about one. Well, the one that Brock did for me is probably one of the biggest ones I got going on right now, and that's the attic space. Right. That is uh, getting completely finished out. It went from one big like big space that right. was storage, walk-in attic. Yeah. Yep. All the way, you know, they're going to have like a big bonus room, exercise room, craft room, bedroom. Um, Bathroom, bath. yep. big closet, and still have plenty of storage in there because some of the roof in there um, was not floored, so we're flooring that so they get a little bit more, you know, storage. There by the garage. Yes. Yep. All right, Millie from Raleigh is on the line. Welcome, Millie. Glad to have you on the radio program. Thank you. You are on making your home great. Who do you have a question for? Yes. What is the color that you could predominantly use for the interior that would Surprises sand instead of sand beige. I I didn't understand the Neither question. I'm I. sorry. Millie, go ahead. Swing again at that question a little slower. Okay. What is the color that you could use in that for the interior that would be used instead of that sand beige that the builders using? So you're asking for a paint color that would be comparable to sand yeah, beige. That's everything. Yeah. So, sand beige, I think, is a Sherwin-Williams color. It hadn't been used in quite a while. It might even be an old, like, Duran color, I'm thinking. So, natural tan might would be very uh, similar to that. Um, That's a Sherwin-Williams color. Uh, Accessible beige, I would look at that one as well. You might would really like that one. Both of those are really, really neutral colors. Very good. Mm -hmm. I'm, Millie, I'm so glad she was on the show. I would not have been able to answer that question for the life of me. Yeah, Millie, what space are you are you doing in this in? 
All but the bath and kitchen. Bath and kitchen. Right. kitchen right. Agreeable beige is what uh, you... Accessible. Asse- it was agreeable gray agreeable is what gray. I'm thinking. Accessible beige. beige is a little... It has like a tad of gray in it, but it's it's just very, very neutral. It can go either way. Natural tan would be more like that uh, sand beige she's talking about. Uh, this is Sherwin-Williams? Mm-hmm. Sherwin-Williams. I think that at Sherwin-Williams, the naming of the products goes to the interns have been there three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Accessible beige is one of the colors. All right. Uh, so, uh, Millie, congratulations. We've got a gift certificate out to you for High Park Bar and Grill, a gift certificate worth $25. They are the place for lunch and dinner with breakfast and uh, they just do specials all the time. And the fish, although they don't advertise it as a big deal, this is the one I would say. Very good. You get so much. It's 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 amazing. But they've got you know chicken and and uh, beef and everything you find at a regular restaurant. Uh, Millie, thank you. And thank you. All right, congratulations, thank Randy Linhart from Southern Energy Management. Help me, Rhonda Interiors uh, is represented by Rhonda Benvy Plummer and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. And Randy, I just want we just have a couple of seconds before the. The break, the news break. I want to let everybody know that solar panels are beautiful. <laughs> Agreed. When you drive around a neighborhood and you see somebody with solar panels, those people are paying less in power. <laughs> yep. That's 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 a beautiful thing. All right, we're back in a moment on making your home great on WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. We are in the last half hour of making your home great, believe it or not. Two hours flow really quickly around here. Time flies when you're having fun, Dave. It does. does. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Rhonda Benby Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors, and Randy Linnert of Southern Energy Management. And Rhonda and Brock keep trying to ask questions of Randy, it's like we're, a, we're the, drilling him today. In the middle of commercials, they're like, hey, let me ask you. Um, and we're going to get back to you in just a moment. I want Rhonda to have her time to let us know the kind of things she does. Well, the best way that I can describe what I do to people is if it has anything to do with your home. Yeah. I do it. You, you know, I, so I build houses, yeah. you know, with builders or whatever, with the clients from the ground up yeah. with clients, which. You know, I always say when you get a designer, an architect, and a builder all together at the same time, you're going to come up with the best the best plan ever because we all look at their mm. house plans in, with different eyes. You and know, I'm looking at it like... What are you like, looking at? Yeah. I'm looking at window placement, furniture placement, how the windows play with things, the sizes of the room, mm-hmm. how the furniture is going to lay out. You know, where should the fireplace go? Yeah. Where should the windows? Would it be better for you to have one big double window or separate the windows because you need to have a bed on that wall? You know, mm. what what looks the best? So when you get the designer and the architect working on the plans together then and the builder, yeah. then you just really get different brains in there working on it. You know, this is better because, you know, design-wise, this is better because of what it looks like on the outside. Right. You know, that type of thing. And then, you know, an architect is looking at, you know, how how it's engineered, right? Yeah. And a builder's looking at um, 
how much is it going to cost to build it, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. they're just looking at that, the cost efficiency of it, because that's what the client's depending on for, with him. It's the cheapest material available. Uh, yeah, exactly. Can you we know? build this room out of balsa and get away with it? <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I don't think we can, but... The- you know, and then I do, you know, uh, minor remodels, you know, yeah. for people. Um, if they already have a contractor doing the remodels, I work with other contractors as well, you know, helping them decide, okay, can that wall go down? How will we rearrange this? I sell cabinets. I do cabinet layouts. I do, you know, flooring. I do plumbing, lighting, window treatments, rugs, furniture, anything you can think of for the home, I do it. And everybody's happy when you do it. Everybody's really happy. I got one place to go to. One place. right. And there are still crazy people moving from California. Lots of people moving here. With nothing. Nothing. They're just selling all their furniture, mm-hmm. throwing it in the in the ditch, and then they're coming here with mm-hmm. just the shirts on their back. I got a new client from yeah. Texas I just talked with yesterday. Yeah. And she made the same comment that I hear from everybody. She's just she she has sent me pictures of furniture that's important to her. Yeah. And she said, I want to try to use this. Everything else I'm selling because it costs too much to move it. It, It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Michael from Durham is on the radio. Michael, you are on with Randy Linnert of Southern Energy Management, Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Go ahead, Michael. What's up? Awesome. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I have a question for Randolph, or is it Randy? We're going to call him Randy. Yeah. Okay. Because that's his name. <laughs> well, technically, I am a Randolph. You are oh, Randolph? you really? Yeah. That's funny. Okay, I love it. Okay. Sounds like he's Go got some inside information. It's all right. Go ahead, Michael. Well, Or can I call you Mike? <laughs> oh, either way. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Randy, I'm wondering, is there a best time to buy solar during the year? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, I'm happy to talk about solar at any time of the year for sure. <laughs> um, best timing, you know, the busiest time for our season is usually the summer um, mm-hmm. because those bills are high. <laughs> People are running their air conditioning. They're seeing that sunlight beat down on their roof deck. They're thinking, should I do something with that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people definitely tend to reach out to us the most in the summer. So, so it might be too busy then. Well, it's never too busy. Okay. I'm always right. looking to talk to somebody. Um, but, yeah, in, in, in terms of uh, having maybe a, a little bit more time available, yeah. reach out in the winter. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Does that make and sense, so, Michael? Uh, I, always, I always wonder if I put solar on my roof, uh, how do I – how do I change my shingles? Is that is that an extra expense or? So our recommendation is uh, associated to that timing is the best timing to think about putting a new system on your home is whenever you have new shingles put down. The mm-hmm. lifetime of a modern shingle aligns with the lifetime of a solar panel. Mm-hmm. Twenty five year warranties for our equipment. Um, so at year twenty five, that equipment is still going to be making a lot of power. Um, but at that point in time, you might be thinking about, okay, well, what else is new on the market? What can be making me a little bit more power? Sure. Um, so yeah, that timing is usually what our recommendation is. Now, if I have green shingles, can I get solar panels to match? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, at the moment, they only come in, uh, accessible, accessible beige. Just kidding. <laughs> um, they, uh, they actually are only in, in a, a black color. Well played, Mike. All right. Michael, thank you very much. Thank you.
All right. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Michael. Uh, I'll tell you what. Well played, Landy. Randy, that is accessible beige. No, they're in, they're they're black, yep. and they blend in. Yep, exactly. They they really do. Or you look up, and like I said, in a goofy way before the commercials, you know something. You look up at those, and you say those people are paying less yep. for to Duke Power. Mm-hmm. Now, at one point, I heard that you you could actually sell power back to Duke Energy. Is that is that even a dream? Is so that possible? People like to bandy those words about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not precise language is no. the issue. Um, no, you're you're not selling power back to Duke Energy. Oh, rats. Um, they do give you credit, though. Um, and so it, it, it kind of boils down to a system where um, you're pushing energy to the grid and yeah. they're giving you credit for energy in its simplest terms. It gets pretty elaborate um, whenever we, well, we get did, down to the actual calculations. I never but, expected there to be a day when I'd I'd be able to shut down everything, yeah. run the solar, and expect that my bill is going to be a negative figure. You know, I'm going to write you a $25 check, <laughs> Mr. Alexander. Yeah. But I'd like to pay less. Obviously, if I'm generating power for my use within the home, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay less. Yep, exactly. No, it, it comes down to a savings conversation because, you know, we got those bills coming in the mail. Everybody has them. And if you're taking yes. away that bill by a certain degree, that's a nice thing. Most most people from a generic thought process yeah. are thinking, my utility bill is 250 a month. Yeah. Putting solar on my house is it going to pay all of my utility and cost me less money than that two fifty? Mm-hmm. That's really what it boils down to. Right. Can I get my power taken care of and drop how much I'm spending each month on overall usage? So, right. if the math works, now if your utility bill is eighty four dollars, solar's probably not for you. No, no, because it's probably more than likely the payment on the solar is going to be more expensive than your utility payment. But for those homeowners that have $400 bills, $300 bills, even a $250 utility bill, there's a very good argument that can be made. Now, it also helps prolong the life expectancy of the roof, believe it or not. Sure, you're covering it up. If it's installed properly (laughs) and there's a major hailstorm, solar panels (laughs) actually hold up pretty well to hailstorms. I don't know if you guys have watched video on them, but... They they do pretty well, better than the shingles that are underneath them. Oh yeah, Randy, really? Oh yeah, definitely. We've had old uh, you know panels laying around in the warehouse that we've tried to you know do some damage to. Takes (laughs) a lot of work on Um, some downtime. Yeah. Wait a minute, you've got old panels doing nothing at the warehouse. Randy's out in the field hitting it with a hammer again. These are probably you know maybe something wrong with them. I don't know, Randy. Kicking around right out right beside the dumpster, something like that. Yeah, I I I don't know. You know, you know me. I'm always looking for a nickel. <laughs> uh, come, on, come, put it up on my shed. Yeah, if they're installed properly, you know, you don't have any leaks of any kind. Yeah, then it will actually help prolong the life expectancy of the roof. I, I love the way they look. Anytime I see them on a house, I think it's a modern yep. house that's got a modern look to yep. it. They're, they're, you know, energy their consumption is much less than the majority of their neighbors. Yeah. So I always thought that they looked just fine. It's better than the field. Remember back in the day, they wouldn't put them on your roof? Yeah. They just put them all out in your front yard? Yeah. Ugh, that was awful. But on the roof, looks good. Well, there are still solar farms. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw one, uh, you know, at uh, uh, 96 in uh, Zebulon area, just north of Zebulon. I thought, man, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> 
We should so be my, growing something on that land, yeah. not not put panels. Right. Go ahead. So Rhonda. my guess is, mm-hmm. Randy, if somebody called you and they're interested in solar, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've piqued their interest. You probably you go over, you have an appointment with mm-hmm. them, correct? Yep. And then maybe do some kind of analysis like this is how much does it cost you this is how much of a tax credit you're going to get Mm -hmm. this could be your savings so you know the people who have a math mind might Mm -hmm. want to know how long will it take for me to recoup the cost of that so i imagine y'all do all of that right entirely yes and every side is different so yeah i mean my title is residential solar specialist but I do just a lot of design work, looking Mm -hmm. at people's houses, putting together 3D images um, on our computer software, and then designing how those panels are going to lay out on their roof, trying to find an aesthetic, you know, reality, trying to make sure they look as best as possible, but also as efficient as possible and and generate maximum power so that they get the best savings. Would that be south? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. South south facing. facing. Yep. And this hemisphere is going to create the greatest amount of electricity on an annual basis. Um, so yeah, every roof is different. Every person's savings is going to be different. Like, like what you were talking about earlier, Brock, in terms of what is your bill and how much can we reduce it by? If you got a higher bill, we're going to save you more money. Um, but even an $80 bill, you can still translate to a great return on your investment. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, yeah. It's a compelling argument for most folks. I makes guess it if makes a got big an, impact. If you got an eighty dollar bill, you probably have a smaller house, so exactly. you wouldn't need as many panels. Yep. Or is that not true? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and you know, if if you don't have any trees in your front yard and uh, or yeah. to your east and west, right. and you can get full sun exposure as opposed to having a big beautiful oak to have yeah. a certain right. angle, which right. is creating some shade on that system. That's also going to affect your production and what your mm-hmm. savings are going to be. Um, but if you're in the middle of a forest, it's a hard argument. You're not doing it. <laughs> uh, right. to, to solar on your roof um but but but, i mean many of the new construction homes in the area it's Mm -hmm. a sad thing to me we don't necessarily only put them in farmers fields Mm -hmm. we put them in forests and what do we do with the forest yeah we knock every tree down every darn tree down and all the homes are wide open yep and they got a little tiny maple Right in the in the front yard, and it's about four feet tall. You'd also be surprised on how cool the attic is if there's solar equipment on the roof. Really? Well, because we do insulation, so we're constantly called out to improve insulation. And if yes. I go in one customer's house that does not have solar, mm-hmm. it's 140 degrees in the attic. I go next door to the, you know, just right next door. Yes, they have solar on the roof. It could be 25 degrees cooler in that attic because those solar panels are, are converting that heat. They're absorbing it. Sure. And converting it. So it, it not only will help pay your utility usage, actually makes the inside of the house a lot more comfortable than it was prior, especially in the summer months. This is an interesting argument for solar panels. They're that cool. They make things, they make the house cooler because they absorb the heat. Yeah, so an asphalt shingle roof holds a lot of heat. Once the sun sets and the sun has been beaten down on those asphalt shingles, the whole day they'll stay warm for a long time. But a solar panel is made out of aluminum, tempered glass is like probably 90% of the components in there, and that'll dissipate heat really quickly. And they're also set off of your roof deck by a a small degree. Giving you some airflow. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it disseminates that heat a little bit easier. And and we did discuss off-air Brock does a lot of insulation before a solar group, go, mm-hmm. and that makes sense yeah. because the first thing you need to do yep. is make sure you're well insulated mm-hmm. and What's then the put best, the solar up. the best type of insulation to put with solar panels? 
normally when I'm dealing with uh, homeowners that are running into that issue, I, and we were talking about on the show, I work with a couple of solar companies. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, it has to do with summer usage. Most of the people in the area are running gas heat, mm-hmm. right? So um, with that, I, I normally recommend radiant barrier products. That is going to render you the highest uh, – you know, solar and insulation are fighting two sides of the same problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Insulation is going to drop your kilowatt usage. Yeah. These guys are going to come in and calculate how much kilowatt usage you're using yeah. and then determine how many panels it takes to correct that problem. Mm-hmm. So installing insulation might only be a couple of thousand dollars. But if you drop your usage 30%, mm-hmm. now you need 30% less panels. Mm-hmm which are more expensive than the insulation to begin with, ah. it's, it, all we're doing is attacking the same problem from different angles, right. mm-hmm. which is why insulation and solar are very they're very important to work together. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Randy Linhart from Southern Energy Management is here. Any questions about solar? Go ahead. Call us. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. <music> FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. We're the Randy of Leonard of Southern Energy Management, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, sorry, and Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. By the way, Brock, we're, we are going to come out with a line of triangle radiant barrier uh triangle radiant um uh, candles for the holidays what will they smell like they will smell mm. a little bit like wd-40 and metallic and a hint of diesel <laughs> we we tried to make them with a hint of gasoline but then we, they blew up that's how to get your family out of the house quickly. <laughs> well, it's just what, light that candle. It's what interns are there for. Yeah, but that's that's the whole idea, that you light it and it's and the family goes home. No, you, <laughs> you smell it. You they smell it and they say this is a house of a manly man. A manly man. <laughs> it's, it's got a hint of uh, 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 what are those? Uh, the door or the the car fresheners? The, yes, uh-huh. yes. Hint of car freshener. The new car scent. Yeah. <laughs> Remember back in the day, we used to say, boy, if we could just bottle this new car scent. They have it now. (laughs) Someone figured it out. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. The scope of what you do includes furniture. Yes. Picking furniture. Mm -hmm. Helping people with, it's not custom, but it's, it's, well, it is kind of custom. Yeah. My upholstery lines are definitely custom, so you get to pick your sofa. A lot of them, you know, you get to pick your arm. You get to pick your leg. You get to pick what kind of cushion you want. And it's all very customizable. Wow. And then your fabric and all that. Um, and, you know, it's good for – have you ever bought furniture and you've gone to the store and you're like, this, I'm going to get this, and you get it home, guess what? It don't fit. Yes. <laughs> right. So an interior designer can help you with that. Yes. You know, so anybody who's calling me that just wants furniture, you know, or help them with a room to get it furnished, you know, finished, um, yes. you know, I go to the house. The first thing I do is measure. Please. Right? You know, yes. so we measure the space. Sometimes you have a very complicated space, and I might draw it out for them. I have the nice little program where you get to see it 3D, and you can walk in it, you know, and yes. all that stuff. Um, some rooms are just 
there's no need to do that. It's just very easy. This is where you need the sofa. You need a chair here, chair yeah. here, coffee table, 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 boom, you're done, right? Yeah. So um, I come in and I help them figure out, you know, the style of their house and the style of the sofa. You know, what what sizes that you need in the room, how many tables you need, what size your coffee table needs to be, so that it's all the right size and right scale for the room. I am so sorry mm-hmm. that I did not bring in a panoramic picture of what my wife has done to the living room. Right. <laughs> mm. She has designed really well. You will not get a phone call from my wife to do the designing on my house because she has very specific ideas. Yes. Right now, those specific ideas are, let's turn this into Christmas land. Mm-hmm. We are Christmas land from sea to shining sea. Right. <laughs> How I, get long? A, I get a lot of customers that... They have an eye, yeah, and they know what they want, yes, but they just don't know how to pull it together, mm. right? So, and sometimes designers have a, a bad rap about we're going to do it the way we want to do it, and on y'all, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, I am not that designer. You're going to listen. I'm, I listen to the client. It. I'm not going to live there. The house needs to be what they want it, yes, and they need to love it because I'm leaving. You know, right. it isn't about, I always say, I don't want anybody to ever walk into one of my houses and go, Rhonda did this house. Because that means that I have a style and that's all I can do. Right. I can do so. any style. You know, so I listen to the client. I've got one house right now that is like inside the belt line. Little, I mean, when you talk about a little white house with a white picket fence, yeah. this house is a hundred and some years old. Yeah. And the lady that lives there, she's redoing it. Like, we're, literally, we just did the kitchen. We just did one of the bathrooms. So we're going to get ready. But her style is that house. Yeah. You know, and so I have been really worked really, really hard to yeah. keep the style of that house in the remodel. So everything is updated, but it's still the style of that house. Sure. So you're going and room way, by room, room there. Room by room. Is she keeping the same thing kind of throughout the house, or is mm-hmm. she doing a different that style and theme in each room? She's very traditional, and it just, I, I don't know how to explain it other than it, it it's a house that you expect to see when you walk into it from yeah. the outside. Okay. But it's updated. Like, even in the bathroom that we just did, instead of the... You remember in the old timey tubs that had the the shower on the outside? Yes. They, yeah. We even did that. Oh, so subtle, very subtle right. updates that keep it with the older feel of the house. Mm-hmm. See, that's but it's cool. Very new. Yeah, right? that's cool. Works very well, but you know, instead of it being you know a shower like in today's world, it still looks like that old timey shower, but yeah. all new and fresh, like lots of marble because that's the style of that era. Right. Um, so I always work with everybody to make sure that they get what they want. It is not what Rhonda wants because Rhonda's leaving. We can't mm-hmm. call an installer and get that done. No. We have to call Rhonda. No. That's a good idea. That's a that's a, a, that is so cool. You know, I'm a car guy, so that to me sounds like a resto mod. Yeah, I have a rest, to show it resto to you. mod. Yes. Really cool. It's a '65 Camaro, yeah. but it has modern brakes, modern HV, you know, modern sure air conditioning, yes. modern radio. It's it's so having an older house with modern updates that make it look like it's still an older house. That is so cool. It's like really that. cool. All right, let's go around the around the horn here. Rhonda Benvy Plumber, help me, Rhonda Interiors. How do we contact you? 
919-263-9054, or you can go to HelpMeRondaInteriors.com. HelpMeRondaInteriors.com. Brock mm-hmm. Emmons is looking up his own phone number right now. <laughs> I, You know, I've given out my cell phone on the radio like five times, so I need to really try to avoid not, that. You, uh, you want to find us at TriangleRadiantBarrier.com or 919-986-8808 triangleradiantbarrier.com all right and if you if you it is possible i don't know i've never tried it if you google radiant barrier you won't automatically get to you because it's a generic kind of product just google radiant barrier raleigh right we're like 15 searches on the first page you'll find us you you'll find it. okay randy leonard southern energy management yes Sorry. sir where where will we find you yeah, we have a fantastic website, Southern Energy Management, or sorry, southern-energy.com. Um, you can find my information there. My personal cell is 919-454-5063, so happy to take a call there as well. Um, but you can find information about uh, the company. You can find information about solar and start putting together sort of general quotes on our website as well, which is really neat. You are in charge of the the residential, or at least you're... you're- that's your yes, sir. area exactly do you guys do commercial we do yeah we do commercial installations um on a regular basis do uh, people put put them on the flat on a flat roof oh yeah definitely there's there's apartment buildings in downtown raleigh that we've put um solar on too um so yeah really we've got cool. all sorts of neat projects in the area. really cool all right we don't know who's going to be on next week's show but we do know we'll be on the radio <laughs> and we'll be on the radio at this time Coming up next week, Making Your Home Great on WPTF. Take care. Have a great week.